0: In the gift of the Spirit. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 12. now concerning spiritual gifts brethren I would not have you ignorant the word gifts is italicized and it means that it can be omitted so now concerning spiritual brethren I would not have you ignorant you know that you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols <laughs> boy is amazing say dump idols come on say dump idols carried away by unto these dump idols even as ye were led wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of administrations but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But The manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit without. Praise the name of the Lord. For the one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing. The gifts of healing. To another, faith. By the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing. By the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirit. To another, kinds of tongues. Diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and self same Spirit, dividing into every man severally as he will. Praise the name of the Lord. For as the body is one, and has many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body underline one body into one body whether we be Jews or Gentiles whether we be bond or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit for the body is not one member but many if the underline for the body is not one member but many if the foot shall say because I am the, um, I'm not the hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where were the smelling? That means the nose but now hath god set the members every one of them in the body as it hath pleased him he has set the members in the body not outside the body he set the members in the body but now are there um where are we now verse one verse one and if they were all of if they were all one member where were the body but now are there many members yet yeah. But one body. See many members, one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. Man, 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 man. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God has tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. That there should be no schism, that means division, in the body. But that the members should have the same care one for another. The members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Hallelujah. And God has set some in the church. First, apostles. Secondarily, prophets. Thirdly, so, first apostles secondarily prophets thirdly teachers after that miracles the workers of miracles then gift of healing helps government diversity of
1: tongues
0: (laughs) are all apostles are all prophets are all teachers are all workers of miracles have all the gifts of healing do all speak with tongues do all interpret but covet earnestly the best gift and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. That is first Corinthians chapter number 12. We are going to pick some few verses and I'm going to give that to you as an introduction. Then we'll, we'll um, continue as the days progress. Now, everybody, you know, when amazing fact, when Paul was listening to another was giving this, to another was giving that, to another was giving this, to another was giving that. He did not say, but to another nothing was given. Now what it means is that in the mind of Paul in every church you have all the spiritual gifts in the church. So as we are talking right now, in this church We have those that have received the gift of tongues for that almost everybody or everybody i mean you can't be in this church and not pray in tongues then in this church we have people who have received the gift of interpretation of tongues now a lot of you have not seen that in manifestation that is why we are talking about ministry and i'm going to teach you how to identify and begin to minister it so in this church we have those with the gift of prophecy we have those with the gift of faith we have those with the gift of working on miracles we have the one um, I didn't mention discernment of spirit I jumped so there's those that have the discernment of spirit and all of that all these gifts Paul says they are giving to one body alright so here this is the body of Christ In this room, there is no body of Christ anywhere. This is the body of Christ. When we meet as a local church, we are the body of Christ. It means that we are the fullness of Christ. When a church is also meeting down there, that means they are also the body of Christ and they are a full body. Now, one distinct factor or one distinct feature of the body of Christ is that the body of Christ is full of gifts. Praise the name of the Lord. One of the distinct features of the body of Christ is that the body of Christ is full of gift. So wherever he says and you are the body of Christ or you, you are the body of Christ and you are members in particular, when he talks about members of the body of Christ, he's talking about functionalities. Praise the name of the Lord. The members of the body of Christ refers to functionalities in the body of Christ, not just um associate of the body or not just parts of the body so when the bible says we are part of the body of Christ you know Ephesians chapter 5 verse 30 the bible says you are members of his flesh of his bones and of his what um, members of his flesh of his bones there are three find the other one of his marrow or whatever it is let's go there 530 Ephesians quickly let's get there you are members of his body of his flesh and of his bones is that what you have there Members of his body, of his family. Now, so, the mem- when we talk about the members of the body of Christ, God is not looking at human beings. When God talks about the members of the body of Christ, we see a human being. God is talking more of functionalities. God is talking about diversities of enablement by the spirit so when you say I am a member of the body of Christ man I feel like I'm going to teach for two hours the anointing has come when you say that I am a member of the body of Christ you are not saying I go to church when you say I'm a member of the body of Christ let me shock you it does not, you, you don't even mean that I'm a Christian when you say I'm a member of the body of Christ you are, you are saying that I am a functional element in the body are you with me everybody so it means that you can't be a christian and now you are um, and then claim that you don't have a gift because the gift is the functionality that is given you or the, the particular functionality so listen all the members of the body he's, he listed in um, chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians He listed them with regards to their functions. Are we together? So he listed them with regards to their functions. So he talks about the eye. Now the eye is for sight. Hallelujah. He talks about the hand. He talks about the smelling. He talks about... So he says that the coming together of these functionalities is the body of Christ. I, I need some good time what does the bible mean when it talks about the body of christ so we must use the bible to explain what body means because the body of christ is not this alright christ is not a human being jesus is but when the bible says you are the body of christ verse 2 you are the body of Christ. Now, let's, let's get into the word. Let me explain some few things to you with the word body. So, put your hands in First Corinthians chapter 12, all right? Now, let's go to Colossians chapter number one. Nine. For in him, chapter two, sorry. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So he says for in Christ, praise the name of the Lord, in Christ dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He did not say for in Jesus dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I mean it's not too much a wrong to say that but that is for babes that is what I mean by babes that, that is for those who are not scripturally technical hallelujah but if you are scripturally technical you will know that there is a difference between Jesus Christ Christ Jesus and Christ hallelujah Jesus Christ refers to the one that was born in Nazareth Jesus Christ refers to the one who died on the cross. Hallelujah. When we talk about Jesus Christ, we talk more of his human self. Christ Jesus did not need the anointing. Jesus Christ needed the anointing. Now I'm not talking about three different people. No. I'm talking about one person. For example, Kwame when you hear Kwame if somebody is calling me Kwame then it means that the person is talking about my family association as the last born I remember we had a a program in our house um, uh, when my stepdad died and we're having the funeral on Sunday so they were doing Kwame "Kwame and this one is my aunties my this and then Gifty was angry. He wanted to go and tell them that. Why are they sending me? And Lady Fever said, Hey, eh, your pastor's family, they are not correct. Don't go and bring yourself. Who should they send? Your pastor is the last born. Who should they send? You know. He said, No, why? They should not a, They have to know is the pastor. He said, no, it's not the pastor is not here. They can choose to refer to me as a pastor. So when they say Kwame, they are talking about the last born are you understanding that Uh huh. and then when you see minister higher life then you are dealing with maybe rainers fraternity and people who are not so close but subscribe to my ministry but when you hear daddy all right when you hear daddy when you hear somebody not being able to actually even say minister higher life want to say reverence as minister higher life then you know that this is someone who is very close and the person really honest you, you, you get it now so it's one person but names are identifications of a, a particular status are you understanding that? I believe some of you the names I call you here that's not what they call you home you understand? yeah maybe if, I don't think any of you know that Dave is called Ophayao or Yao. What's the name? Ophayao or Yao. Something Ophayao or Nanayao or something. You you know Dave, Dave, know now when he came to me, I said his name is David. And I said, no, I'll call it Dave. Dave. Something. And I say no. He's called Sam. Sam. So some of you don't even know he's Sam. Some of you think he's Samuel. He's Samson. So you know where it's coming from. <laughs> the prophet. He's a prophet. You know? So Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus and Christ are three different names that refers to three different things of a particular person. Hallelujah so the fullness of God is not in Jesus Christ when we talk about Jesus Christ we are talking about the one who died we are talking about the one who hanged on the cross now when we talk about Christ Jesus we are talking of from the resurrection till now I want to get a When he died and he rose from the dead, he became Christ Jesus. And the epistles bring that very, very, when you read the epistles, you are not going to find Jesus Christ. Except they are making references to his death and his natural state. We don't have time to have gone through that. Then when you find Christ Jesus, especially with Paul, he begins Christ Jesus. Then we have the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord Christ Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, that's not what I'm teaching you. I simply want to explain to you that when the Bible says, in him draws all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, now he's talking about Christ. Now, so what is Christ? Christ in the scriptures does not refer to a person. Or oh, let, me, let me just bring your mind home. It does not just refer to a person hallelujah, Christ in the epistles refers to the the totality of God's efficiency, God's efficacy, God's power or God's anointing praise the name of the Lord now the bible refers to him as Christ the head of the church Christ is the head of the church. What does that mean? It means that when we talk about Christ, Christ is a part of a whole body. So Christ then, um, the church then is Christ plus people. Hallelujah. It means that When we are talking about Christ, we are talking about Jesus as the head. Did you hear that? Jesus as the head, not Christ as the head. When we're talking about Christ, we're talking about the church, we're talking about Jesus as the head or Christ Jesus as the head, properly so, and the church as the body so the church Christ is the body of the Godhead and the church is the body of Christ. Now, what does it mean when we say body? The word body from the Greek simply talks about the physical representation or the, you know, like the reality, the substance. Praise the name of the Lord. So, when When the Bible says, for in Christ dwells all the fullness, all the totality, all the completeness of the Godhead bodily. He's simply saying that inside Christ, all right, is the fullness of the Godhead in substance. So we say the body of the matter is this we are are simply talking about the substance of the matter hallelujah the 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 body of the matter is that i did not steal it now when we talk about the body of the matter then it means that you have a whole lot of information that seems to be true but then you say this is the actual body this is the body of the matter it means that this is the intrinsic truth so when the when the bible says in christ draws the fullness of the godhead Bodily, the, man, man. there may have been several representations of the Godhead in different forms, but Christ in Him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So it means that it's, it's it false in line with Hebrews chapter um, 1 God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners in time past spoken unto the fathers through the prophets. Has at last spoken to us in a son. Hallelujah. Who is the express image of his person? Hallelujah. So, God spoke in fragmentary terms. Alright? Pieces here, pieces there, pieces here, through Elijah, through Elisha, through this, through that, through this. But then, at last, he is speaking to us in a son. Not in his son. There are two different things. Let's go there. Read it. No, re- no, read it. Don't worry. Read it. You have his son. Read it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mhm. Okay. What version is that? Wrong, uh huh. Yeah, read amplified. Did you see that? That is the accuracy. What is ISG saying? Good. Uh-huh. No, that one too is still wrong. By a son is different from in the passing of a son. In the passing of a son means something is wrong with the son. in in the person of a son means in the person of a son means he has come as a son now if you are a very good student of the bible and of this church you will know that when we talk about the son of god we are not just referring to a person the son of god is an office it means the the god in the flesh so he has spoken to us in a person of a son means that he came to explain himself But that son picked up a body and that natural body is what we call Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So we can say the son is an office. So when we talk about the son, the son of God, we are talking about the body of God. So God said, um, the Bible says God spoke here, spoke there, and we couldn't quite understand God because in the Old Testament somebody comes to say God kills and God makes alive alright somebody comes to say God makes rich God makes poor somebody comes to say this comes to say that and we can't actually have uh, you can't read the Old Testament and know the nature of God because he looks like a very confused person somebody comes to tell us that um, and he repented God God it repented God and God repented of the evil which he had proposed to do you, you understand? Sometimes in the old testament he's good, sometimes he's bad. Sometimes he's killing, sometimes you know, like somebody. Um, um, um uh, what's the name? There's some guys that that, that make mockery of Moses. And then God just caused this earthquake, open the earth, and then swallow people and close the earth back. There's some people sin, and God forgives them. And some he just opens the earth, and then they just fall inside, and he closes it back. What 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 kind of an assassin is that? What kind of an assassin is that? So you look at that and you are confused. And it had come to a point. I'm still talking about ministry and spiritual. Don't worry. It had come to a point where the Jews the custodians, Romans chapter 3 he says that the Jews he says what prophet had the Jew there? Three one. He says "Much everywhere chiefly because unto them were committed the oracles of God. So unto them were committed the word of God. So it came to a point where those unto them that were committed the word of God were even confused about the nature of God. And because of their confusion they had accepted everything to have come from God. So you read John 9 and the Jesus was walking with the disciples and met somebody who was, um, is it blind or so? The other person was blind or crippled. From birth, and then the disciples asked Jesus, whose fault is this, that this man was born this way? Is it the parent? Is it the father? Is it the mother? Who? And then Jesus says that nobody has sinned so in their mind you are, you've done something wrong to be sick and all of that, Jesus made an emphatic statement, he said that but that the glory of God will be made manifest in his life, comma, King James in full stop but the glory of God to be made manifest in his life comma, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day so it means that Jesus is saying that it is not the father's will for anybody to be sick it's not God's will And God does not put sicknesses on people to teach them a lesson. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. Healing all um, um, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So, Peter says that oppression comes from the devil. Hallelujah. How God, the father, anointed Jesus the son with the Holy Ghost the spirit who went about doing good so the father the son the spirit were all in one agenda doing good and healing hallelujah so when God actually said this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased the word actually is this is my beloved son in whom I am at home I'm at peace it means that Jesus comes to give up the exactness of God's nature. That is why what we don't see in Christ, we don't attribute it to God. That's how to be able to know what the things God did and the things God didn't do. As time goes on, maybe next year or next two years, I'll teach you something. If Jesus tarries, I'll teach you a principle of biblical interpretation and you will see that there is such a principle as God allowing God permitting or God doing God permitting something to happen or God doing something a lot of the things that are for example god says i will have in the heart of pharaoh so god having the heart of pharaoh i will kill i will die it's not so in the hebrew so jesus christ came as a perfect representation of the nature of god so when we say i'm still explaining the body all right so when when, when we say a body, we are talking about like the truth, the exact. Come on, I, I we together. So the body is not talking about this. We are talking about the truth, the exact. So when the Bible says, in Christ dwells the fullness of the Godhead, bodily we can say in Christ dwells the fullness of the Godhead in exactness. In exactness, in correctness, in accuracy. Praise the name of the Lord. God, are you here with me, everybody? So when the Bible says that we are the body of Christ, we can put it as we are Christ bodily. Or we are Christ's body. It means that this Christ. Jesus Christ is not the body of Christ. No. Jesus Christ died to bring us to, to bring the body of Christ. Now what is the body of Christ? The body of Christ is simply the exact Christ, which is not Jesus. Which is not Jesus. Now, the body of Christ means Christ in exactness. Jesus says, I have many things to tell you. It means that He wasn't done. But there is the exactness of Christ. And that is us. So when we're talking about the body of Christ. We are talking about a physical and accurate and exact representation and presentation of Christ. Now what is Christ? Christ is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So Christ is the, we can say Christ is the exactness of the Godhead in fullness. Are you all here with me everybody? Christ is the fullness of the Godhead in exactness. So when we talk about Christ, we are talking about the totality of God or the totality of the Godhead. Please are we together? Now, so that is Christ. So if we are the body of Christ, it means that that fullness is translated into expression in the physical world by us. Or we are the translation of the fullness of the Godhead from the realm of the spirit to the realm of the natural. So when you meet somebody who is part of the body of Christ or who is who is part of the body of Christ, it means that he is part of the people Who translates everything God to the natural? Did you hear hear that? So a Christian is that is why I'm saying I've said all these things to tell you one thing that a Christian is not somebody who is empty. When you get born again, so the Bible says, for by one spirit for by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. Meaning that it takes the Holy Spirit to engraft you into the assembly of people that translate the fullness of the Godhead to the natural. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you with me, everybody? So it takes the Spirit. So you can't just come up and be born again. Come on, look at me. Don't mind them. You cannot just get up and be born again. To be born again is to be picked by the Spirit. To engraft you, to put you in the body of Christ. Now, what is the putting together of the Spirit? What is, what is the Spirit immersing, immersing you into the body of Christ? By giving you gifts. What is the body of Christ? The body of Christ simply is the people, all right? I want us to understand that's why I'm using that. The people who translates Christ. And what is Christ? The fullness of the Godhead. So the body of Christ refers to the people who translates the fullness of the Godhead from the realm of the Spirit. to the natural. So if you meet any, see we are like cult members. Alright? We are like court members. If, if, if you meet a Christian, you have met one of the people who is responsible for the translation of Christ, the fullness of God to the natural. Say I'm flowing in the spirit say this man I'm flowing in the spirit some of you are not saying some. say this man I'm flowing in the spirit you see so when you meet a Christian you have met a translator of the Godhead to the natural and that cannot be done that cannot be done without the spirit so he says, for by, one, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. And we have been all made to drink into the cup of the spirit. So it's a putting into and a drinking. And he used the word baptized very important let's get there again let's get there are you here with me everybody listen for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body whether we be Jew or Gentiles whether we be born or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit let me read from the interest. Let me read from the easy English. God baptized all of us by his one spirit into one body. It made no difference whether we were Jews or not. It made no difference whether we were slaves or free people. God gave his one spirit to all of us to drink. So, he talks about two things here. First, he talks about a baptism into a body. Second, he talks about a drinking of the spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, when you are baptized into something and you are brought out, what happens? okay so if you're baptized into water and then you are out of the baptism like you've been baptized into water what, what do we see we see that you are wet but you see you can be wet without drinking then the second thing is that you are made to drink so by one spirit we were baptized all right baptized by the spirit number two we were made to drink now let's see these two things in act let's go to act chapter two act chapter two and when the day of Pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind now, what is the wind? Definitely the spirit, alright? And it filled all the house where they were sitting. The wind filled the room where they were sitting. What do you think is that? Ah, oh, no. what Baptism. So, the spirit overshadowed them and they were in the spirit. Let's continue. Verse 4, verse 3. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. So, what is that? A drinking. So, they were filled. But first, They were immersed, baptized. And that is called the appointment of the spirit. Now, so every child of God, number one, has been baptized and have been made to drink. See, that's why here we don't talk about water baptism. All right? There is a real baptism and that real baptism is the baptism of the spirit. Hallelujah. The spirit baptizes you. The spirit overshadows you and that engrafts you into a reality. It engrafts you into some exactness. It engrafts you into the body. Are you with me? So when you get born again, the spirit comes to and the, the 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 that appointment is an initiation of God to say that today you have joined the court. That cult is the court that translates God into the natural. Are you here with me? So a Christian has one life. The life is that he has been initiated into the life of translation of the Godhead into the natural. Are you following what I'm telling you? And then he is not just doing it. He does it also after he has drunk. He's drunk the Spirit. Hallelujah. So I've drunk the spirit. So now, the drinking of the spirit will become the new birth. The spirit in us is the new birth. The spirit upon us is the work, the service. Because Jesus says, and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come up on you. So remember, the Bible says, when the place God, f- when the place where they were sitting was filled with the the, the wind, there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. What does that mean? What is that? What is that cloven tongues? John the Baptist says that in 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 Matthew let's go to Matthew 11 man I'm not supposed to be doing all of this are you following this thing all right chapter three Matthew chapter three I indeed verse 11 baptize you with water on to repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, what's the baptism here? He will immerse you, but your immersion will not be. He says, I baptize with water. All right? Unto repentance. Jesus' baptism is with the Holy Spirit and with fire unto the body. Did you see that? So, John the Baptist. Baptized with water unto repentance. Now, we don't get baptized with the Holy Spirit unto repentance. What we are baptized into is more deeper, bigger, better, stronger, greater than repentance. We are baptized into the body. See, today I'm just sharing with you Why spiritual gifts are important? That's that's why I'm picking from there. So you are baptized not unto repentance. Baptism with water is baptism unto repentance. Hallelujah. But baptism with the spirit and with fire is baptism unto the body of Christ. Now, so it could be seen that when the spirit came, The Holy Spirit. um, The the Bible says, "There appeared upon them um, that appeared unto them, clothing tongues as of fire, and it settled upon each of them." What is fire? Why fire? And here He says, "Who baptized with fire." What is the significance of the fire? It talks about passion. It talks about fervency. It talks about heat. It talks about a refinement. Are you understanding that? So the fire of the spirit talks about action. Why? The Bible says, I made up my mind. I'm not going to preach his word or neither um, mention his name. But his word was like shut up in my bones like fire. So when that happened, what happened? He spoke. So, fire, then, according to what we are studying, is a symbolic representation of action. So, when the guy said, You baptize you with the spirit and baptize you with fire, he was simply talking about action. You will be immersed into the spirit and with the fire that will causes you to do to do what the body say I do the body body. come on say "I I do the body so that body so the fire causes you to do the body Praise the name of the Lord. So now, back to what we are saying. The Bible says, by one spirit, you were baptized into one body. And we are told that the body, the body of Christ, refers to the coming together of members. And the coming of the members refers to diverse operations, administrations, and giftings. So if we are talking about the body of Christ, we are talking about diverse administrations, diverse operations, and diverse gifts. So there cannot be somebody in the body of Christ that the person now will begin to say, I don't have a gift. Because the gift is not you. It is when you enter. You can say, I have not discovered it yet. You can say, I don't have a gift. Because the body of Christ is a combination of people with diverse, uh, diverse administrations, diverse operations, and diverse giftings. Say I'm not empty. So when you say you are a Christian, you are not somebody who is now going to get a gift. Uh-uh. You are somebody who has a gift and you are discovering. And you see, that's what the Bible says. The gift, the manifestations of the spirit is giving f- to profit every man without. The word profit without is some pharaoh. Some pharaoh. S-U-M-P-H-E-R-O. Some Pharaoh. Some talks about. A contribution in order to help an assignment or a project. So, like, when we say all right, we are buying this, and then you say, "This is my contribution. This is my contribution. This is my contribution." Then we are able to go and buy whatever we wanted to buy. altogether together. So, sumpharo then is that. It's a coming together The manifestation of the spirit is giving to you to be able to contribute to what we are doing. Are we together? So what we refer Devere Ostephrates what we refer to as spiritual gifts is not for your individual celebrities Any gift given to you by the spirit is for you to be able to contribute to help with what we are doing. And what are we doing? We are doing the translation of the fullness of the Godhead into the natural. Are you here with me everybody? So this is the the, the foundation and the basic I want you to get before we begin to minister this April so you understand that the gift that you have is not for you so you cannot decide when and where to use it see and one of the things that we will give account for is the gift that we received from God. That's that. When you are needed to come and prophesy, and you say you are not in the mood, you will give account to God because the gift that is giving you is to help. For example, we are building a house. We are building a bu- We are building a house or whatever. And then the day that the mason is to come, or the architect is to come, the architect says, "I'm not in the mood. I'm not coming." You will not see that you are delaying the work, but you would have been a reason for the delayance of the work. So Paul is very smart because the 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 the, 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 the Corinthian church had gotten the whole thing mixed up. They are prophesying for themselves. They are healing to get names. They are doing everything in the church to get names and to become somewhat important and valuable. But Paul says, no. The gifts are given for some They are given. So your gifts, the gift of the spirit, I'll come to that. They are giving for your son They are giving for your contribution to help. So it means that Every Christian, in fact, right now, forget about all churches. Forget even about branches. I'm talking to you now. If you are here and you are not contributing to the work of God we are doing, God will ask you. A lot of people are two steps backwards. It's a different thing to come to church and not be some very Hallelujah. That would mean all right, you are coming so you are getting your this thing to be able to soon Pharaoh. But there are people who are in church, they don't do anything. Hallelujah. They don't do anything. They don't belong to anything. We are going for soul winning, they are not there. They don't they themselves don't even win souls. They don't know. When you get into an issue. When you face something or when you meet anything, that kind of brings you to a point where you are becoming redundant. That is a spiritual attack. Let me say that again. When anything happens to you, if anything happens, you lost your job, what again? You got broken heart. You got lazy. You got, what again? you go into social media, you go into whatever, and that begins to affect you. And how you should, you operate or manifest yourself or it affects your contribution in the church. You are under attack. Because the thing is that all all the battle we are in in this world is very simple. The devil says, you know, Paul calls it wrestle. He said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Paul did not use the word fight. It's not fight. No, no, no. It's not fight. He used the word wrestle. And the word wrestle in the Greek means you are trying to put somebody down, and the person is also trying to pull you down. You know, like that game that we do. You know. Uh-huh. It's not fight. What's the name of it? Okay aha uh-huh. so i'm trying to put you down you're trying to put so the devil is trying to stop the work and we are trying to progress with the work so the whole ministry of the devil with his ministers is very simple to make sure that the work of god does not progress and you see the devil will not go and attack god even if the devil can fight god and win it will still be a foolish fight because the, the, those that pro, the agent for the progress of the work is not God, it's us. So the devil does not have any issue with, 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 with God. D- do you understand what I'm talking about? The devil has no problem with God. He cannot go and fight God. That God, is not his, God is not his matter. The, God wants to do something. And the thing that God wants to do, he's giving to us. So we are the agent wherever we find ourselves to bring God into reality in the natural. So anything that will slow your pace, the devil is very good with a Christian. If you can be born again and be in the church and not do anything, the devil is okay. At least you go to heaven, but you don't get a lot of people to go. It is only when you begin to be a voice for God it is only when you begin to burn for God, it is only when you start to become serious with God that you begin to get all kinds of attacks. The Lord of Christians, the devil doesn't even know they exist. He's not, he's, he's not bothered about them until they begin to rise. Until they begin to rise. I mean, which people do you hear their names in the news? You think there are people oh, you hear this pastor has that or somebody's bashing pastors. You think they have time for Christians who don't go to church? No. That's not a problem. It's not a problem at all. Hallelujah. So, the whole battle with the devil, we are casting out demons, we are healing the sick and all of that. All of that, the grand picture is a sumfero. It, it's the sum, the, the 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 sum, you know, the the sum is come together, you know, like when we say the sum of all things. All right. So and then the 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 pharaoh then will begin to it will be like your contribution. So it's a coming together to contribute. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now it means that when a Christian also desists. Become sluggish. Like a Jessica, with the, but I mean. Like a Jessica to discovering. The particular gift. That he has to begin to manifest. The person is also slowing the work of God. Let's take for example. I tell you that. Uh, maybe we are going to have a spiritual gift conference. And you don't come You will not be able to know what you have to be able to work. So then we can say, all right, you stay home, relax. It's not time yet. You are not grown yet. When you grow, you know what it means? Let me tell you something. So there's a brother, uh, Martin. So Martin prayed for somebody on campus. And then the person's life got changed. The mother went to visit the child, and the child was talking Christian. Now, the mother said, "What's happened to you?" So, I me mean, when we came, the the senior you gave to me he was not correct. So I got a new school father. His name is called Spider. Say ah, Spider. Say, I said that's what they call him on campus. So for Spider. So. The woman said, then go and call him. When the child left, the woman said, she turned and some people had grouped and were talking about spider. Hey, Charlie, spider. You know, they were talking about him in a positive sense. And the woman said, she began to bless God. I thank God that my son came to meet somebody. I'm talking about Martin. Now, so when Martin came, Martin started talking to the woman. What does Martin know? Martin started talking to the woman. Then the woman said, I am sick. I've been sick for two years. Then the woman started uh, explaining the sickness. Then yes, so my pastor can help you. I said, Really say yes, but please, my pastor is a young guy. If you are going in expecting all you, just he gave her the disclaimers don't go with oil, you get angry, don't go with this, don't go with this. And the woman and the husband drove all the way from Massamanca to come and see me in the house. So, Pharaoh. So, through spider, the son got saved. The woman is saved. The husband is saved. And it will go on and go on and go on. It is very important that listen. We come to a point in our lives where it's not just about the excitement. We should know that we belong to an agenda. We belong to something. See, that's what I mean. Sometimes I, I fight some of you. I was telling Okwampa the last time. Your house is here. Okwampa's house. Three minutes walk. He's in church. Three minutes. Pastor Margaret comes all the way from Achikope. She walks like two hours to get to church. Yet, she will get to church and somebody like Okwampa is not, is not in church yet. And so she, he may not even come. And he's home. Why? Grandma says that you were born in 2005. Uh, prophecy. So 2005, He'll be like 18 years or so. I'm just imagining myself at the age of 18. Grandma says I can't go to church. At that same age, I was not living with grandma. I was living with able-bodied, strong, energetic brother who can beat the hell out of you. But I broke every protocol. You see, My involvement is not about me. No, no, it's not about me. I contribute to the work of God. My gifts are to contribute to the work of God. So it means that every Christian should be eager to know the the way he's been enabled to contribute to the work of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah everybody you should know so whether it's prophecy the bible says let us prophesy whether it's in giving let's give whether it is hospitality so whatever area that you have been endowed by the spirit to serve serve because listen you may be serving in a small church maybe a small church like this but it is a contribution to the body agenda it's a contribution to the body agenda See, don't have in your mind that you are developing your ministry. You don't have. I'm talking about even in the church, like you say, I'm developing my gifts. You don't, don't, no, take the mind out. It's, it's, It's to come, to contribute, to help with what we are doing. It means that if you are a Christian and all the things that necessitate and facilitate our doing of the work, you exempt yourself from it, then it means that you are not becoming profitable in the house of God. A lot of people think Christianity is just about going to church. Alright? Oh, I go to church. No. No, 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 no. Going to church is very important. But then, It is more important when you are working in church. So don't just go to church. Work in church. Yeah. Praise the Lord. You see and then you are going to see it as a privilege. You are going to see it as an honor to work at church. Because you see you are specially endowed by the spirit to be I, I, I mean in the I was explaining something in the, how do we call it? Um, the Didasco video. That he says that, and I will, I will dwell in them and I will walk in them. I will advance myself in them. God says he will advance himself in us. How is he going to do that? By the special endowment of the spirit and we acting on it. Hallelujah. Come on, praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. So, the... To minister in the gift of the spirit is for the ultimate good of what God seeks to do on the earth. Say I belong to the Lord. So remember what I told you all all night. When somebody receives their spirit, the person will say I am the Lord's." It means that I'm going to live for the Lord. You can't receive the spirit. You can't have the spirit. And be living your personal life. Write that down. You cannot receive the spirit and have your personal life. Praise the name of the Lord. Whoa, glory. So what you have received is for the benefit of what God is doing. Now, let me come back to what I said. So, the body of Christ is the coming together of people who are referred or who have gifts, operations and administrations. So, it means that the body of Christ is a functional body. You see, Peter says something, 1 Peter 2, 5. He says that First Peter 2:5, he calls us living stones. It's a building, but every block, every sand is alive. Yeah. So it's a building, but everybody is alive. Think about it. I mean, like a building like this, and every stone, every, every block in the, in the church is alive. They don't just exist, they live. Hallelujah. Say, I don't just exist. Come on, say, I don't just exist. I am alive. Come on, say it again. Say, I don't just exist. I am alive. Yes. So, the body, the diversified um, operations and giftings and all of that is for the ultimate good. Now, remember, the Bible says, but unto every man. He says the manifestation of the spirit is giving unto every man. Now, every man is in the context of Christians. So the manifestation, so there's nothing like a Christian who has nothing. The moment you get born again, you got something. unto every man to the of the is given to, unto every man to contribute to the work hallelujah I said hallelujah, hallelujah. come on praise the lord hallelujah. so god has given you something that you can use or or he's giving you something that enables you to con- it means that listen you cannot contribute to the work of god just by wanting to contribute be there and say I want to contribute. Ah, uh-uh. ah. You need a license, and that license is the spirit. Hallelujah! So I, I contribute. Call like you mean. Say I contribute. I contribute. One more time. Say I contribute. I contribute, I contribute, I contribute. To, the to the work of God. Now let's get in there again. I'm not doing anything in specific. Just giving you an intro. Now then he says let's let's go to verse twenty seven Hallelujah. Now ye are members, ye, ye are the body of the Christ that is the fullness of the Godhead. You are the body of Christ. All right, and members in particular. How? Huh. So you are the body of Christ but in particular you are functional parts so let's see when the different parts comes together when it's assembled together what you have is called christ so christ is the coming together of the church Let's make sense of what I said now. So, in Christ dwells all the fullness of Godhead body. What does it mean to dwell? To what? To permanently remain to influence. So, in Christ dwells Permanently remains and influence that permanently remain and have influence the fullness of the Godhead, and we are the body of Christ. So, listen when we come together as a church, we come together so the church you plus you plus you plus you plus you. when we all gather together it it is equal to the fullness of the Godhead in abiding. So it's like when we come together you see the fullness of the Godhead. In Abba. So then he says, but you are members in particular. You are members. You are vital parts. You are functionary parts. Then he makes a very serious statement. Then he says that we must not give honor to the bodies that are loud, the bodies that we bestow a lot of honor, and forget the comely part, the small part. So you use a human body that ah, when, when you're when you have a problem with your fingernails or maybe one of your fingers is an issue but it's not really an issue. Alright? But when your two hands are chopped off, everybody will now say, oh, oh. They say, no, don't do like that. In the body of Christ, it's not like that. In the body of Christ, when a finger is cut off, it affects the whole body. He's not talking about unity. Uh -uh. There's no unity he's talking about. He's talking about functionalities that if we are in a church and somebody is saying, I, I, I need time for this. Somebody say, Oh, I am not the pastor. He says it affects the body. Let me give you a typical example. The, you would think that, oh, you have the liberty to sleep today and not come to church because really you are not re, you are not the pastor. He says you are in trouble. You can say, Oh. I will not go to church today because today I'm not the one who is doing worship. Do, do you understand that? Yes. Oh, I'll not go to church. Oh, and my young comrade because and then me sorry. Then he says, No. No. The part that even we don't put a lot of respect on in the church, he says, God has God put a lot of honor on that part. So, even if your job is just to come and sit down, serve God by sitting down well. You don't need to be anything that I mean, like coming to stand here and doing all kinds of things like I'm doing. No. Let's let's read that. Let's read that. Are you enjoying this thing? Oh, I can't hear your voice. Are you enjoying this thing? some of you are not talking. are you enjoying this thing? okay. let's go to verse 22. in fact some of the parts that seems weakest and least important are really the most Necessary from the NLT, hallelujah. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect from the eyes of others those parts that should not be seen. Oh my goodness. I need to have pastors to tell them this particular verse. It's not for you now. While other parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together in such a way that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other equally. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are honored with it. Now all of you together are Christ's body and each one of you is a separate and necessary part of it. Every one of us is a separate and necessary part of the body of Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. So you are going to make use of the gift of the endowment of the spirit that you have. Hallelujah. Come on. Praise the name of the Lord. See, there are people, they don't regard their gifts. They don't regard whatever blessing God has on them. They can close it anytime they want. They can forget it anytime they want. They can abandon it anytime they want. Because you see, they feel like, oh, I'm not the pastor. There's something I told one of the pastors one time. We're talking about something and then he said, you are, we met in Accra and we're talking and said, oh no, you are." as for you, you are the vision bearer that's for you, you are the vision bearer so you can't do this and I said okay so what are you so as far as we are helping the vision I said that's where the problem is because in your mind thank you for the opportunity thank you sir for teaching me I love you sir with all of my heart means that you are talking to a vision bearer so what, what are you bearing Oil. And that is wrong. We can't go and tell God that God, you are the vision bearer. We are the vision bearers. You caught the vision and we bear the vision with you. So, I would say we are co-laborers together with God. We are not sub-laborers. We are co-laborers. Come on. Bible didn't say we are sub-laborers. We are co-laborers. You have to feel my pain. I have to feel your pain. Praise the name of the Lord. I should not work more than you. The hard things are not for me; it's for all of us. Huh? <laughs> Imagine if I'm there and I say I'm not today. I can remember because when I when I woke up, you know, the mountain of Jerusalem had fallen on me. <laughs> yeah, I just knew today the mountain has come but you know you would expect me to come why because i'm the vision bearer i should come and preach because like when i caught the vision you were not there no if you are a member of this church and you behave like that that oh you are not the you are not the pastor you are not this so you can become this it means that you don't even have any focus to be a pastor because if you really want to then you have to know when, when the person is tired he's coming when he doesn't want to come he's coming and you are learning for your pastoral experience so our, uh, we had a program last week so everybody sleep we'll come back to church next week we are all meeting online and then you all meet online then you are praying three minutes tournament 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 tournament, tournament and you're going to do other things no sir no i read about jesus yesterday and in i think in mark 1 35, the 34 says that he had healed a lot of people prayed for them healed their sicknesses and then right after that he went to pray when he went to pray at what to pray i don't know pray that through the night to dawn then the people came looking. He said, where have you been? All men are seeking you. I said, ah, Jesus, after a healing service, go and rest. After a healing service, he went to pray. After the prayer, he came to meet those who are looking for him. Heal them again. I said, boss, you took this work two personal. now. Two now. And the people Jesus healed were many than what we had here in New One Convention. Imagine healing like two, three hundred people. out 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 out. my hair my hair every part is beating me because oh you know you throw your hands like this you that time you will not see there's a moment that is called the anointing is lifted Uh uh-huh that's how you feel it it's it's like it's like all the sicknesses you healed and the demons you casted Now they have come to be on you. That's why people have spiritual attack. I understand now. Very important. So you don't behave like, oh, I am not important. No. Oh, me, when I go to church, I don't go. It's not really anything like that. Oh, when I join the evangel, I don't join. I don't preach like that. So there's no any, oh, if I don't go, it will not be anything. If you... It means that it's, the problem is not because you are tired or the problem is not because you don't want to go. No. The problem is simple. You are not seeing that it's a necessity that is laid on you. Right now, Pastor will never say that you will not go to a very group. We are, we are sharing groups from next week. Nobody will be going there again. I mean, we'll go in batches. But she will be going. Right now, she will be under compulsion to be there. She will move from the stage of my leg is paining me, my 90 minutes to me back. Right now, you're a vision bearer. <laughs> oh, Parichrome Church, vision bearer. All of us here that we are sleeping today, like Miriam. If I make Miriam a pastor, case closed, she will go. She will not be there. She feels like I don't have money. She will, the money is in the calling. That's how she will know it. It's very critical. So today is that the Bible says if you hear his voice today, <laughs> harden not your heart. There is no other, you see, the only way to be a Christian is to work for God. No, the only way to live as a Christian is to work for God. In fact, to be actively involved with what God is doing. Who is a Christian? A Christian is one that is supposed to be actively involved with what God is doing. It means that daily our lives must be a channel for the contribution to help the work of God. Praise the name of the Lord. See, when we talk about a powerful church, when we want talk about a powerful local church. I say, oh, this church are very powerful. It's not the man of God. I'm not a powerful man of God. We are a powerful church. Hallelujah. Can I say that again? We are not a powerful, we don't have a powerful man of God. Like, oh, our prophet, our, our life coach, our mentor, our papa, you know, like the guys called uh, uh, Ezra, Papa Ezra, our papa, our again, our minister, minister higher life. Our prophet. <laughs> my life, my everything, my joy. The man of God is my everything. See most of the times I'm very careful when people are saying my everything. I can't be your everything. I can't be your everything. I can't be your husband. I can't be your wife. I can't be your anything. But I mean I understand in the context. But what is a powerful church? a powerful local church a powerful local church is where everybody is serving God a powerless church is a church where the bedding of ministry is on the pastor and the leaders that church is a very crazy church somebody is a doctor so he's busy he can't come to church somebody is an IT software engineer he cannot come to church another person is a a, 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 what so all of them business people, when they meet together, big boys are in church. <laughs> last week we had we had a meeting with the president. You know, when 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 they are about to finish the, their lives, then they it's like that. So they, they go up and they begin to bend. we were having a meeting with the president last night. So far I'm at the microphone. And um, we're talking about the economy. That's how they do. That's how they behave. The church is full of business people. When you enter the church, glamour, screens everywhere, sound, light. Ah, oh. you enter the church and say, Ah, am I? You go and say, Am I in Ghana? exquisite sensible air condition yeah there's some air condition they blow uh, then they start blowing heat then now uh, they cool again sensible one <laughs> ambience then you look at the dresses of the people they are tired Solomon was that kind of pastor. Yeah. When she saw she saw beauty, excellence, gold calves, gold attire, gold this, gold that. But Solomon was building shrines. So it's not every ambience that is from God. Alright? So you go to that church and everybody's rich the smallest car you can find there is a Bentley you, you see Otis this. a church that does not just have only car park they have helicopter park uh, what's your friend Heli- oh, okay <laughs> this guy is not born again and people come to church in helicopter you have about 70 people in the church everybody has a private jet yet they don't They don't even remember the last time they had an outreach crusade if the pastor want to call for 3 million Ghana cities in less than 5 minutes the money is settled yet they don't even remember they don't go for outreach because when the pastor makes a mistake of saying that we are going to have a crusade nobody will come nobody can come the members of the church they don't know anything about laying hands on the sick they don't know anything about casting out demons they don't know anything all that they know is from one business to the another, to the other, from one project to the other, today this one is building school tomorrow, another person building hospital after building hospital they are building uh, mortuaries, private mortuaries you could see that money is frustrated in their hands they are building businesses accumulation of a lot of money in their bank account they are resting and all of that yet you go to the church and there's no life that's not a powerful church and like I always tell God, I would prefer a church with rubbish sound with men on fire than a church with exquisite ambience. With a, it doesn't mean that I like this uh-uh. No. It will continue to be on fire and you have the sound and everything. It's, you know It boosts your immune system as a church. Yeah, but if it will be a church, no fire, Everybody is busy, um, busy with work. This one is here, this one is there. This When we meet together, is a big man talk. Contract, we're talking about contract. Church. You can be the next billionaire. You can be the next pastor. No. Hallelujah. A powerful church is the church where its members are busy working, contributing to the work of God. Not just the money, their lives included. Let me finish this. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Although we didn't shout, did you enjoy church? All right, let's begin from verse 11. from the NLT. He is the one who gave these gifts to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church body of Christ let me read that again their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church the body of Christ are you following this everybody? no what is my responsibility in your life come on number one and then what Okay, let me read from here. To equip God's people to do his work. So don't just say to equip you. I I can equip you to do something else. But my equipping of you should simply be to do God's work. That's my simplest assignment. My assignment is not to equip you to marry. My assignment is not to equip you to pass your exam. I know it, it, doesn't, sound, it doesn't sound good. It doesn't, I can, if I know something about the business, or I can tell you. But that's not my work. Praise the name of the Lord. See, God is not going to judge me by how many poor people are in my church. Or how many rich people are in my church. That is none of my business. God is simply going to say, Let me see your people. Did they do my work? Were they equipped to do my work? Hallelujah. Come on, praise the name of the Lord. So, the work of the pastor, prophet, teacher, evangelist, um, what again? Pastor, prophet, teacher, evangelist, and, and what? Apostles is to equip the people of God to do the work of God. So, it's either I am not equipping you or you are not allowing yourself to be equipped. Now, let's continue. And build up the church, the body of Christ, until we come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature and full grown in the Lord, measuring up to the full stature of Christ. (laughs) That's not for today. Then we will no longer be like children forever changing our minds about what we believe because someone has told us something different or because someone has cleverly lied to us and made the lie sound like the truth. (laughs) So there's somebody that can lie to you cleverly and make the lie sound like a truth. The Bible is full of everything. Yeah. Instead, we will hold the truth in love man i i wish we had time we will hold the truth in love one of the signs of maturity is sticking to the truth in love all right ah, i found a new church man of god your grace is sometimes you do it was when we knew you that you were preaching grace right now your grace your grace is no grace grace is balanced it's not hyper grace somebody has lied to you cleverly I don't know worship Jesus again why? I don't think Jesus thing is real your face like flat bottom flask How many of you know that? Okay. Instead, we'll hold the truth in love, becoming more and more in every way like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Under his direction, the whole body is fitted together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other part to grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Let me read that portion again. Under his direction, the whole body is fitted together perfectly as each part does its own special work. As it, so, let me read it again. Under his direction, the whole body is fitted together perfectly. Full stop. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So, a perfect church is a church that the other parts are doing their own special work so it means that if all of us will be serving god if all of us will be serious with serving god will be serious with the gift of god giving us what is going to happen we will see a powerful church so a powerful church is the church that everybody is doing the work of god hallelujah then it means if there's somebody in the church who is not interested Who is indifferent or who is not on fire to do the work of God or to work in the ministry, the person is causing the body to be sick. Hallelujah. So I work for God. Hallelujah. Now, so when we meet again, I'm going to talk to you about how to minister in the gifts of the Spirit. So the gift of the Spirit, we are not going to talk about the administrations by the Lord, we are not going to talk about the operations by god the father but we're going to talk about the gifts of the spirit now so i would want you to go and get the messages that i taught on the gifts of the spirit and listen to them yeah we had a series on the gifts of the spirit so that you know i'm not going to teach you what the gifts are because right now you know how many gifts are there in the spirit how many number one working on miracles blah 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 right so Go and listen to what they mean because i think i explained all of them so it it was going to go to the charisma but go and listen to all of them prophecy all of that you don't have them yes so get to pastor David and get that message then i'm going to teach you how to um, minister in the gift today i just want to let you know how important it is the gifts of the spirit are hallelujah There are special endowments. Special abilities. Hallelujah. Giving to us to help us to be able to fulfill the work of God. Hallelujah. So every single Christian has the gift of the spirit. There's no Sakura Christian. Tell someone there's no Sakura Christian. Tell another person there's no Sakura Christian. Say you are gifted. I am gifted so we do the work of God hallelujah let's be upstanding. <laughs>